Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Across the Board. I'm your host, MJ, and tonight we have a very special episode for you. This is the Reading AMA show with third-time CEO Ian Cummings. Ian should be here any minute now, just waiting for him to pop in. Just want to make sure I have that connection open. It looks like he is up. I'm not sure if he's on any second. Uh, but in the meantime, chat, how are we doing tonight? I uh, want to give a big shout out to Sheld, Sheldakar and third time Paul, Paul for the recent follows. Looks like Ian just popped in with here. Super, super excited for tonight's show. Uh, there we go. Hey, Ian, how you doing? Hey, still shaking. Welcome, welcome back. Uh, so tonight is the big episode, the Breeding AMA. Uh, we've got about an hour tonight between and live questions we will do our best to get to all of them but timing is hey mike how you doing welcome 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 uh so ian are you ready to dive in i think so yeah i mean i was hoping tonight <clears throat> let me see i'm checking you know we have a dev server <laughs> i was just gonna like be able to share stream and such of breeding things on dev Looks like breeding window is closed on our dev server, and I may be able to share something. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say this same thing. I can't hear. Um, your your audio is cutting in and out, MJ. And then yeah, check 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 check. Yeah yeah. Hello hello hello. Like I'm getting the feed right there. Don't worry, chat. We'll work on this right now. Appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah no, you're good. All right, so I got you up. We got that up. Chat, can you hear me any better right now? Otherwise, I can just switch my input quick. Won't be the end of the world. Chat, give me give me some sort of response. Ian, are you hearing me any better? Yeah, you, you sound fine. Okay. Um, but it was just like it would duck, uh, like almost like like you weren't looking at the uh, <laughs> at the mic or something. But it seems gotcha. It seems okay, now. okay. But, I think I think we're good. Chat, we're gonna we're gonna roll with it. Um, all right. Can they hear me? Can they hear me? Oh, I'm not logged in. Ian is 25%, so I'm very, uh... All right, I'll crank you up all the way there. Check, 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 check. That everyone Someone's... gets 10,000 crown each, but Someone's... we all missed it? Is that is that what poker players said? Just want to yeah, confirm, you... is that what you said? Better, Ian yeah, is fine. Guys... Okay, much better. All right, let's get... Going e easy little tech fix there. Not not a big deal. Not a big deal. Oh, up a little more. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Anyway. Okay, thank you, yeah. Sowers. Um, so yeah, let me see what I can give you in terms of ability to share screen. I don't think I can give that to you. Um, right there, you just said to you, and the to you vanished. Oh, you're, you're kidding me. You're kidding no. me. All no. right, I'll be sure to just you know what I'm gonna switch mics. Um, maybe that's it. Easy, easy fix. I get logged in to the stream labs thing so All I can right. chat with people. How's oh, that, that coming better. through? That sounds good. Awesome. Okay, we'll, we'll run with this tonight. Easy. Ian looks clean tonight. Let's compare that fresh look after we grill him for an hour. <laughs> Bring it. You can't phase me. You can't phase me. Oh. Pour, pour some drinks though. I got. 
I mean, if you guys don't have this yet, I feel bad for you. Does anybody have these? Where, where are we looking at that? Oh, the Jockey Club mug. That is sick. Yeah, these are great. So Tex in the Discord ordered these. If he's in here, he'll tell me. It was like during the bull market, it feels like. It was before. It was, it was like six months until they got delivered. I'm not sure what happened, but it was like an OK Bears type of uh, thing. But, man, they're cool. It comes with uh, – there was a mug, uh, a little – coffee thing and uh and this and it's yeah the, the hydration pack the photo finish jockey club hydration pack i love that so here we go cheers what are you drinking Perfect. tonight cheers uh this is one of my favorite beers a little a little something something Oop, here we go. oh there you Lagunitas. go Lagunitas. and then i have this for after that's gone this is the, the old oh, the, for later love Depending it on how long we're in here <laughs> Let's see how intense this question gets <laughs> yeah getting getting ready but yeah cheers everyone Cheers to you. I unfortunately am just drinking water right now, though that might change in a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, so let's, let's dive in. These questions were sourced. Um, I got some Discord DMs. Um, I had that tweet out. Had some really good questions in there. I did some organization to try and match some like questions together. Um, there were also some breeding kind of tangentially related questions. We'll, we'll try and get to those at the end if there's time. Wanted to focus directly on the breeding ones. Um, so first question was, um, someone wanted to know if the breeding previewer tool will be ready for use by, I'm assuming they said by then, that's either the stream tonight or um, will it, when will it be ready, I guess, would be the, the way of asking this. Will it be on the breeding day? Will it be earlier? When will we have access to that? Yeah, I think I remember uh, Hammy asking that. Um... I mean, there's no breeding tool like like there was for the PFPs. I mean, there's a breeding page. Uh, I guess maybe that's what he means. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you have to have a horse retired and listed on the stud market to be selected for that page to work. It's funny. Each day we get, like, kind of hammered with error uh, <laughs> error logs in our server of people clearly trying to use that page, even though it's not ready. <laughs> So we, we even had to uh, make changes to the code to like, you know, just say it's a warning rather because, you know, when, whenever we get an error, like it emails us and all this other stuff. And so, um, so yeah, no, you can't do that now. I mean, again, I could, I could pull that page up, uh, I think, um, and we could just look at it again if that maybe helps, but I don't know if I can actually breed because the window's closed. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I'm not if, able um, to share your screen, unfortunately. Let me see if it lets me choose my other window here. There you go. Is that on? Can you see it? No. Uh, we are unable to see anything that you would be sharing in terms of screens, unfortunately. Hmm. Would you be able to screenshot and then send that to me? At least we can get some sort of visual up. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, we could try maybe. that. Yeah. Let me see here. Um, Excuse my yelling kids. No worries uh, there. All right, so let's see. And then I guess I can just, let me stop sharing. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll drop it over on Twitter, I guess. Cool. Um, so we can get a look at, I assume that's what he's talking about, um, is this page. So I guess you can share your own screen, just not mine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll throw this up. We'll just switch here. Boom. 
get a little zoom on there for you, chat, just so you can see it a little better. Right. So that, that's the main page <clears throat> that I guess he's talking about, mm -hmm. um, if you can zoom and see. But yeah, it, basically, you're just choosing between two horses. It shows you how they stack it up, uh, some of their stats. And then the breeding report is the... Um, you know, thing that's free for the jockey club, you know, execs, but otherwise it costs uh, Derby. Um, those are the really in-depth um, analysis of the breed. So it's kind of a pre, uh, it's a preview. It's it's like if you, I mean, we tried to model it after these things that we saw in real life, which were kind of wild, mm -hmm. which is, you know, you take two DNA samples from the two horses and, and send them to a lab and, and they tell you what they think is going to happen. Um, it's funny at the at the top level, a lot of uh, top readers are doing that now. I hear, um, but anyway, that's what it sort of does. It runs a simulation of some large amount, maybe a thousand um, uh, simulations, and I think you've even covered it on stream before. It kind of does the box and whiskers and shows you, yep, you know, the different areas of where it's likely to land. Of course, it could fall, you know, at the edge of the range, or you know, the majority of the time it'll be there in the middle. Um, and as you um, you know, over time, I think you're in the first few seasons or whatever, it's like, you know, you get kind of pretty tight, understandable things, like, because everyone's sort of similar, but over time, you can start getting these really wide, wild ranges, or even really super tight ranges. If you keep hammering down a bloodline, you know, then it's just like farther and farther and farther. It's going to be like very predictable what the offspring is going to have in a certain attribute if that attribute has been strengthened, um, you know, over time. So... Oh, there's uh, Tex. Yeah, Tex, get us some, get us another round of the. I mean, we should also definitely do uh, like colos or something. Uh, um, that would be sick. Mm -hmm. All right, so I, uh, you kind of answered a few questions there. One, uh, appreciate the visual, and then two, um, just, you know, that was something I thought of was, is this kind of first round of breeding going to be more, I guess, for lack of better word, straightforward or more direct? and kind of what we can, in theory, I know it's going to fall on a range, but expect from an outcome. And, um, you know, I like how you said that, you know, over time, as things kind of get mixed in, it can get a little more wild, but you can also really hammer some aspects or maybe attributes down, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really interesting and, and compelling how it works out. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite things that I often say about it is how I'm not in control of it. Uh, none of us are. Life found, finds a way. It's Jurassic Park. And, you know, it's genes and it's genetics. And it's been a goal of ours forever to have that. Now, of course, there's certain things we are controlling and we make sure that we're tuning and trying to get right. But at the top level, what all these Gen Zero horses have been embedded with as genes is what's going to go on. And so in terms of your first question there, like, yeah, we, we all sort of know that the Gen Zero population is uh, relatively, I keep making sure I say the word right. I think it's homogeneous, but idea that they're relatively similar uh, in their genes. Now there is a lot of randomness that can happen, but I mean, I think you heard that it was it was really interesting to see the first uh, beta uh, folks in the Discord were just like these guys acted like it was genetics. This is BS. It's just you know A plus S equals A plus. And, you know, B plus A equals A minus, you know, it, like it's just averages. And I remember all this heat we're taking and I'm sitting back kind of just laughing like, no, it's not. 
you know, it, it, it will start that way, but it is absolutely not that. Um, and I talked about it a little bit on the spaces last homogenous. There you go. the British phonetic. Um, I talked about it with Phoebe as well. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that happens to these horses as the gene pool spreads, as the genetics, uh, you know, I want to say mutate kind of a thing. But the idea there is that the grade, you know, the B plus is, is no longer a shell that's a one-to-one -one of exactly of what they are. Like you can see, I heard a couple, uh, one of the guys that played HRM on last night, for example, talking about I, his whole plan is to breed an A horse that's got an SS stat at what he wants it. And that's the sort of movement and trickery and strategy that you can start to do, which is again, sort of like real life, of course, there's not an A, but you're, you're trying to get something really good and tailor the bloodline to something that you know you can dominate at. You feel like you found an edge against other players. No one's caught this, you know, opening and you breed your way into it. And now you've got this really strong horse in this area that everyone else kind of doesn't understand or they don't get it. And, and that's where this really depth strategy can come. And, and so, yeah, right now you will see in the first few seasons that um, maybe, I mean, obviously everything takes so much longer now, maybe it's six months or eight months or something for all these multiple generations to start breeding and um, the sort of weirdness, you know, the, the, the fuzzy uh, game stuff starting to really kick in. Uh, but regardless, you will see some unexpected results. I'm assuming uh, the people that play the beta, they bred way more horses than I probably ever have. Uh, I just run simulations and kind of look at results, but uh, they probably have a better answer than I do in terms of what kind of wildness they saw. Uh, I don't think that the one thing that I think that we haven't seen enough of yet is the sort of really wild, uh, much higher performance horse than the parents expected it to be. And, and I've said that before, like, I know that that's there. I mean, I remember I've seen it, I've worked on that part. Um, and that's the most exciting thing about the game for me is, is the sort of like, there's always, you know, there's so much strategy and skill in this thing, but there's also just some random horse racing stuff that Secretariat is born from two, you know, relatively okay parents. And um, that's what I'm super excited to see happen uh, over the months and years is that level because that's almost like a, uh, it could be a life-changing event. You know, it's kind of a, I hate to yeah. put too much on it, but like if someone comes out of nowhere with just like two horses and they barely scraped enough to get those together, them and their four buddies, and they put it in and they just raced and raced and they had a good stud. And then all of a sudden it's just like the top red horse in the game, the number one stud, because, you know, that's the one that was, you know, the perfect, all the stars aligned. It's awesome. You that's, know, it's really cool. That's so. a, just thinking about that, that functionality, that ability, that for lack of a better word, roll of the dice and or well thought out process even. Um, yeah. I, I feel like it could happen either way. Um, and then just have that be revealed to you like, oh my God. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's definitely not, uh, the game and, and people that played the previous games know it's it's not like a luck based game, you know. It, it is definitely the skill is the reward, but there's still these lightning in a bottle uh, chances that I think are super neat, uh, and I can't wait to see it happen for sure. Nice, I'm very very excited for it. Uh, <laughs> next question we have. Uh, so speaking of uh, genes and passing that on, can you explain what passing on genes means? in terms of high trait match horses. 
Um, so does that mean, you know, the chances of passing on high power genes in one stat category, if the stud has high trait matches and the mare has low, does that mean the stud genes will pass to the foals more or vice versa? Mm. Um, I don't know if I can answer that one. I mean, that's going to be some experimentation for you guys to figure out. I mean, sure. there's a obviously really in-depth blog uh, that Nirenberg wrote multiple on what the genes mean in the matches, you know, like how, how are they set up? You know, I try to not even get into that because it's so deep, you know, the ones and the zeros and the twos and how those, you know, line up in the grid and pass their way down. Uh, it's like, it's, it's like you need a, a microbiology degree to kind of understand it. Um, That's good though. So, but yeah, which is good. You know, the people that do that research and dig in, they'll, they'll find something behind it. But yeah, I mean, that's what it means when they pass is basically, there's two sets of genes from the parents and some are coming from, you know, dad, some are coming from mom. Are the ones from studs more powerful than mares if they have more matches? I, I don't really know. I mean, I think that's going to be something people can figure out. Awesome. Awesome. More discovery for us all. Um, will we be able to see a studs number of siblings and total number of sired foals? Thinking of total sired foals could be more important with each future breeding season. Yeah, so I'll send you another screen sure. of uh, this page. Actually, I mean, I guess it just checked in, but you guys probably don't see any data in it. Uh, it just pushed tonight, the stats page with the breeding in it, um, but I can send you one that um, has some dev data in it, at least, and we can look at it. Uh, let's see, can I pull that back up? Yeah, boink. All right. And... Boom, magic. So a little small, but um, oh, is it? what we're seeing doing? here is basically the rank, horse name, stable name, stud fee, progeny earnings, runners, winners, average progeny, win distance. That's cool. Uh, chief earner, average progeny earnings per start, and average progeny, progeny best fleet figure. That's awesome. Yeah, so this has been... Um you know, a long time coming uh, and it required a pretty big just tech investment for us to kind of really set up um, all of our data to be queried in a nice and easy way and put into pages. But we're super stoked because this is, you know, we, we I think we have about 10 of these pages near launch and just before we went ahead and got out uh, quickly. But but yeah, we can now do a lot of this like really easy uh, on our side to show stats and leaderboards. I mean, I think that's like absolutely critical everyone and, and we look back at our previous games it's like not everyone's going to be number one not everyone's going to be running in a virtual derby but like hey you have the best turf time on six furlongs you know like you still can hang your hat on that you know there's yeah. always something to compete for and so that's the stuff that's coming next as well but yeah this one's really really helpful of course when you're trying to search for studs uh to see it's really uh kind of useless now right no one's got any Sure. racing history but now when you think about four to five months from now you know as all these studs have had multiple offspring and you can now start to see you know i think that's what's uh Peeb has talked about it. a lot of people have talked about it, like how how this game and how we talk about it is going to change so dramatically when we leave the world of like tickets and matches and stuff and then now it becomes about the stats of the the progeny and, and how their brothers and sisters ran and and, you know, you, you start to look and see, wow, this this horse, despite what he looks like on paper, is churning out great routers on dirt. Um, 
and you know that's sort of the new way that the market will then react um and i can't remember who said it last night uh gavone who kept saying it on the twitter spaces that water finds its level uh and i thought that was just a great saying he said it like 10 times because it is it's like if you let this stuff sort of play out but the market will also play out with it um so anyway yeah super neat very cool um Next question we have is pertaining to the breeding reports. Um, if you buy a horse during the breeding window, do you get the 10 breeding reports immediately or is it the season after? Uh, no, it'd be after. Basically, when the season rolls over, um, however many mares are in your stable, that's how many inventory pops you'd get right then. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I think that's the. If I remember right, I believe that's how it'll be. Or that, well, sorry, we, we decide what is 10 per mare. So it's quite a lot. But yeah, how, if you have mares, uh, you'll want them in your stable when the season rolls, and then you would get those dropped in. Just like the, the Derby airdrop, there'll be these new uh, inventory things. Cool. Um, pretty straightforward, pretty easy answer there. Um, can you confirm if season four will have breeding during the last week, like season three. Do we know in what season it will, will revert breeding the first week? And then kind of as a, a similar question, would the team consider moving the breeding window up one week each season until it is in that first week? I hadn't thought about that. Um, we were planning on next season, it being at the end again. Again, we're just trying to keep racing going as long as we can, you know, and so that gives more people more time to race before they got to make that call to breed. Um, so, you know, I think the idea of season five going to like, all right, now it's in week three and then season six is in week two, uh, that would be fine. I guess I, I mean, we were planning on, I think at season five, just going back to the first week. Um, but, uh, I'll see if anybody cares. I don't think it matters. Uh, we'd, I'd be open to it more racing, the better. And I guess on season five, you know, if there's not enough foals ready to roll or whatever you're right then you know then we could definitely keep doing that until until the gen ones start racing that's really the whole point of it and just to confirm this is another question that gen one will not be ready until season two uh there's a question about will they be race ready after the first season to keep racing momentum or is that still set on season two <laughs> the numbers are weird because the <laughs> but okay so we're in three because they're all three correct named yes. after the, the age yes so um at the end of this season or you know next week yeah a bunch of mares get pregnant so then in season four babies are born season five they're one season six they juvenile race okay so no racing immediately after being born in these initial seasons to keep up racing momentum just confirming that yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about it. It's it's certainly something that would help things, but it's also like just really weird and hard coded and doesn't make you know it's like yeah. Fit the fiction and uh, I think there's other things that we've got to do still anyway. That you know, I mean, I, I think we all every talk we've had, everyone needs to be prepared for sort of the the doldrums of all these horses heading out to the pasture instead of racing. <laughs> And just be okay with it, 
I don't know. It's like everyone's like, oh, it's got. I got to get the crown token up. I got to get the derby up. I got to do everything. And I understand the patience because believe me, I want it to be there too. Like we've been working on it for a long time. But at the same time, it's like well, a year from now, we'll look back and won't remember. You know, and it's like it's going to be fifty thousand or I don't know, twenty thousand horses racing, and, and we won't care. So yeah, it, it, it it's going to be it's going to be challenging a couple seasons, no doubt about it. Um, but I think we all hopefully know we've always known that it's coming. And we'll try to find ways to mitigate it. You know, I think there's always like some things that we can do that are interesting that, you know, uh, can improve the, the sort of uh, slack time. Okay. Um, next question is, should users breed boosted tickets uh, that haven't found their best distance yet? or race them another season to find their best distance? It would make breeding less random down the line, question mark. <laughs> I think it's a personal decision. I try to not uh, help or change that too. I mean, you know, that's part of the game is figuring that answer out, I think. Yeah, I'm um, with you on that. You know, if I'm an owner and I don't have any idea what my horse is good at uh, yet, I haven't figured out what he's great at, then... I would probably still race him until I did because yeah, you, you could be then like really stabbing, picking the wrong distance or I don't know. It just depends, right? If, if you have a router and you haven't figured it out yet and then you breed with a sprinter, uh, I, you know, you kind of screwed up probably, you know, you didn't get a stronger router, but then maybe you didn't because maybe you wanted a middle distance and they, it started to move into that or, and maybe it freakishly worked. I don't know. And they, it's a perfect middle distance. I don't know, you know. So uh, there's no right answer. It's really just owner's uh, decision, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen some people talk about it, and I guess some of the thoughts I've had, speaking for myself, is, you know, obviously looking at the uh, preferences, looking at attributes, trying to, like, create this matrix and, like, align everything together as cleanly as possible yeah. uh, to try and match that. And... You know, and speaking of like trying to find best distance, I feel that's more of like a, like you said, a personal decision. Like, do I care to dial that in? Is that risk reward worth it for me, considering how much I'm willing to, you know, put into the game? Um, or does it make more sense? Hey, I have a general idea. I'm going to put it in. And I think it's going to be, you know, more of a distance runner. I, I feel confident in that. So, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely is personal choice. Yeah. I think it depends on your stable setup, depends on your financial situation. Um, all of those things kind of coming together and aligning. Yeah, I, I, to that point, I, I kind of wonder how many people have, you know, I've definitely obviously seen people uh, break out the population and find the holes in it. You know, like that, that's part of being this owner is like, okay, I want to look at every horse in this game and find out where the strip or the band of you know weakness that I can attack is, you know, that's, that's part of it, part of the strategy, like find an area that you can have an edge. Um, and so distance is obviously one of those. It's like, ha have people gotten into that yet where they're analyzing the whole fields and they see that, oh, you know what? Uh, short distance on you know, left turf soft or whatever is actually a pretty weak competition. I don't, I don't know. I'm just making these up, but sure. um, you know, that that's an area where I'm going to then breed everything at like fire at that area. And because I, th I'm going to take dominance over it and you know, whatever um, that's some people do that. Other people just like, oh, I just want long distance horses. I don't really care. Or, you know, or actually all I want is left or firm because I care about the Derby, you know, whatever. Um, so it's just really 
I, I mean, you saw so many different strategies in horse racing manager. It was so interesting as it, as it grew and, and, and got different and, and new players came in and, and in that game with like the Wolofs of the world, the people that, you know, you can see in our discord that have been around for a long time, you know, they had gotten it down to a science, you know, they had really figured out. And of course they kind of broke the game, <laughs> but they, the, the difference there being, you know, the, the horses that you bred with and horse racing manager were always preset. So everyone could go and go like, Oh, well, I want to go breed with prickly Pete because I know that that's going to give me a boost in this and a drop in that. Whereas in this game, you know, it's like, who knows, you know, a lot more genetic stuff is going to happen. Um, but anyway, um, you get a lot of that copycat for success, but then it might not work for, you know, you, and like you said, your budget, wherever you're going to go is uh, really up to you. Yeah, it's a really interesting answer. And I think that really speaks to the accessibility that we talked about last time you were on of like, oh my gosh, you don't have to be just the biggest whale. Find your niche that you can run or play and try and double down on that if you can afford to. And, you know, everyone's going to have, there are so many different layers to the strategy, to the opportunity, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, that's the hope, right? I mean, it, that's the itch we've always wanted to scratch is a game that you really cannot crack. You can't beat, um, even if you nail it the horse goes away anyway and you're having to breed again, you know, so it's always this unsolvable puzzle, but, but you're playing against everyone else. And so, you know, if you're trying to like uh, catch an edge, they might be doing the same thing too. So, it, you know, that's yeah. the whole thing is like a, it, I think horse racing managers problem was that it did become solvable. And then what you ended up with is a lot of people just copycatting the way to the top. And then it was like, every race they all finished within like 0. 0.001 of each other you know <laughs> whereas that was a lot of the changes that we made in this one is to make it a lot more organic and, and genetics based uh, so that it wasn't so like predictable um but, you know i see high octane saying don't don't google prickly pete prickly pete is i use it all the time the reference of that is uh that's what george costanza when he lies to susan's parents about the name of this horse that he owns in the hamptons that's what he says the name of it is <laughs> so that's why i always say that deep cut seinfeld reference i'm a pretty big seinfeld note nice um we've got a uh, question from chat here uh thank you uncle bazzy for the follow and first time chatter um while we're talking about uh you know distance preferences um he says uh, on the racing distance discovery, is it true that a horse may have its ideal distance coded in in or coded into it, irrespective of its actual boost attributes? As in, a horse with strong start and speed may have a predetermined preferred distance of say 11 furlongs, and therefore be cursed forever to lose. So uh, I'm 99% sure no, because that is how horse racing manager worked. I haven't looked at this code. I don't know for sure. We could follow up. I also sure. like for things to be discovered by people and you don't need to know the exact code, but I will say that, you know, this was something that came up in horse racing manager. That was sort of a weird thing. Like you've got a horse that's great at start. He's great at this. And then he's, he had a, an ideal distance that was already set at 12 furlongs. And you're like, well, okay, he's never going to make it work. He doesn't have stamina. He doesn't have finish. He doesn't have heart or whatever. So he's always going to suck. Um, and so that was definitely, definitely, uh, supposed to not be the case for this game. I don't know for sure, but that was uh, definitely something we talked about. I could check and double check, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Thank you. Would appreciate that. Um, I've done some just kind of one-off anecdotal checking of stuff like that and matching up like where boosts are with performance. And it seems to, in theory, align uh, and not be like, hey, I've got great start. 
and speed, but my best distance is 11. It doesn't seem to be that way, but I'm obviously <laughs> so far mm -hmm. detached from that. Yeah. Um, next question is, how are distance preferences and aging curves passed down to foals? If you can answer, uh, is it random? Is it the average of the two parents? What are the factors that dictate this? Will a parent's distance preference and aging curve be revealed on retirement via breeding reports? Hmm. Okay, that's a lot of great ones there. Uh, so how does it work? All of those are genes. Um, so they are genetically passed just like everything else, which is however genetics work. <laughs> however the things are aligned in the box, um, you know, it's how the genes go into the, the next generation. The uh, other part there is peak age and distance on the breeding report. It's not now. We could definitely add that, I assume, if we don't want to give away too much. It's like peak age, I think, will be relatively visible uh, on their charts Okay. Uh, once that kicks in. So I'm not sure if we like have to, it, it's also like a strange thing to show on a report three years, six months. It's like, who would ever know that? No one would know. But like when you see their charts, once they start doing it, it's pretty straightforward. Their, their speed and all the stuff, they're just decaying or they're increasing, you know, on average, of course, if you're, if you're racing them, right. Sure. It's, it's relatively straightforward to understand. Uh, and then what was the other one? It was, uh, Oh, preferred distance. Yeah. So that one, I don't know if I would put that on the report either. I mean, you know, the goal there with the new charts and stuff, uh, the new box and whiskers was to show like pretty clearly how oh, he's long distance because he's faster than everyone else in this. Uh, so I don't know if we'd have to like necessarily like, you know, it, uh, it's always a, it's always a toss up of like how much data do you need versus what do you want to explore and, yeah. and make, make interesting and compelling. You know, there's a lot of an advantage if someone can read this game and and and, and be rain man and see through the numbers uh there's a lot of advantage for them so then it's like we start just spelling it all out in a paid breeding report um you know it's like you start virgining on sort of pay to win and you know now it's like all the skill you know, it doesn't matter as much if someone can just figure it all out by looking at a report, especially one that they're getting for free. If they're in the exec, you know, they bought a bunch of studs two years ago. So I don't know. I think um, I would lean towards not putting stuff like that in there. It's not in there now. Um, but I also, I like giving more info when it uh, is uh, sort of feels accurate to the real thing. Like, so, you know, we could, we could do an analysis, a box of whiskers of their score and their, you know, their peak age or their, age analysis you know just show like a curve or, or something that's a little more rather than like uh <laughs> decline started at age five and two months and you know or whatever so, something that's like really sure uh, gives it away yeah i suppose mm. gotta gotta leave something still up to discovery yeah. don't give us all the answers. lots to discover you know there's a ton to discover so i always do this like, well maybe we should throw them a bone uh, there's a lot to learn, but I don't know that one. I would say it's probably not. It's it's like the whole magic of the the late meta game of this game is this sort of you know breeding and um, where where it goes from there. So like letting people crack the code is kind of against the whole point of it. Um, yeah, uh, and please, yeah, pay to win. I liked your comment there. Not a not a fan of that personally. Uh, and so appreciate, you know, keeping some of those things still under wraps. 
Um, next question. If I want to change track preference to, let's say, turf, is the assumption to breed high boost turf with low boost dirt? Will breeding two high value boost preferences cancel each other out? You'd have to try and see, because uh, I really don't know that one. I mean, I know in Horse Racing Manager, it was, uh, you would want to have started with like a low, you know, you're trying to push it the other way mm -hmm. when we first started. So like, if you got two strong ones, they'd be pulling at each other. So you're, you're trying to, you know, magnet it to the other side. Um, but I don't know how that works anymore. And I would say the guys that have run the breeding in V2 and V1 probably know that answer. I'm sure they've done it and could tell you um so somebody experienced this in the chat that i feel like soulmate pulled one across uh i feel like uh Solonaut might have even done it too like they, they pulled one into a totally different um preference and i wonder how long it took i, don't, I can't remember um but i know it happened interesting well hopefully we'll you know we'll find out soon as more people start breeding um mm -hmm. Then we've got another question from Chet here. Fully Automatic says, in beta, I noticed stats all having the same stats percentages. Was that a beta thing, or will we see more stat variants in live? I'm not sure what he means there. More. I wonder um, if that's like the grade, um, possibly referring to that, like the individual attribute grades. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll wait and see if Fully Automatic percentages, yeah, follows up with that. Um, Uncle Bazzi says, are high matches not going to produce us monster horses anymore? Uh, they sure should help a lot. I mean, that's the whole kind of thesis there. Uh, they've got stronger genes to pass. Um, they've got more likelihood of a strong gene going across. Um, so I think they're still, I think they're still good. Uh, not much has changed there. So I would imagine, yeah. I'd like, uh, I like to breed them that you but, implemented yeah. that. I feel like that's a generation, you know, negative one. Um, and just <laughs> like, hey, you're breeding like with like, you're compounding things. They're, they're going to, you know, pass on well. They're going to have a higher chance. And then that carries down. I, I think that was a really cool little touch to add onto the whole experience and a great use of a PFP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think... If I look back on the whole PFPs and the breeding, I think there's a few things that definitely didn't work out how we expected. But overall, it was just a really interesting game that I don't think anyone had done anything like it with PFPs. I think when I also look back, I think we just made it so complicated. Like right now, if you want to sell a PFP or you want to buy a PFP, it's like <laughs> you need an encyclopedia to figure out what they're worth. Or, you know, it's like a really difficult thing. They've got the crown. they got all this other stuff. Uh, so, but it, again, I think that little tickle of um a game mechanic is what attracted this community to us you know that like hey we're, we're trying to make something that is a uh, long game it's hard to play it's hard to understand but you know those that are into it will be rewarded um and uh yeah so in that in that respect i think it's still a pretty big success but yeah still uh i mean it's it's still wild looking at the breeding uh page and like you know, their dad was a unicorn with glasses or whatever it's yeah. <laughs> so i'm kind of looking forward to that all going away because it's also really hard to explain to like new people like when i first started meeting with churchill downs mm -hmm. and they're like so where did the first horses come from and you're just like uh, don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard to explain forget it you know 
Um, any reasons outside of true true foul play, like a hack, uh, that the team would revert any successful breeds? Revert a successful breed? Or do anything to alter a breed? I don't think we even... I mean, I guess we could, but no. I, there's no... Yeah, the, I mean, that's the whole gist, you know, that that the the horses do what they do and we don't control it, you know, so I can't imagine. I mean, even, even a hack, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they even... <laughs> Who knows, of course, but sure. I'm not sure what what hack could be done to their genetics. I mean, I'm telling you personally, I can't change. I can't make a horse do what it's what I want it to do in a breed. You know, it, it runs a pure genetic simulation. Like it, there's no like, well, average these two together. You know, there's none of that. Uh, so yeah. it's literally like. Uh, so yeah, I guess you know, could we revert? Let's say there's a bug. Let's say that um, to to uh, B minus uh, two D minuses uh, somehow breed an omega, <laughs> you know, an SSS plus. They run off the edge. They do a, a buffer underrun exploit and they <laughs> run it down. You know, would we would we take that off? I don't know. I mean, probably not. We'd probably let it race and say, hey man, that was nature. Wow. Nature All right. Way. And, then, and then we'd patch, then we'd patch it. But you know, you're right. That's sort of what you say i guess but let's hope, let's hope to god we don't have to deal with that <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> um all right so now we've got some additional questions um some of these kind of breeding related uh some not as much um so with new horses coming into the game um is there any play to kind of pair that with attracting new players in the next months, you know, press further website changes, marketing, etc. cetera. Um, any comments on the timing of that? No, I mean, that's kind of always been the plan is uh, let the first few seasons marinate because we know it's going to be a little bit of a downtime that also lets us tune and get everything dialed in and make sure everyone sort of understands what's going on. And, you know, running UA or marketing right now is kind of dumb because there's no one, there's not really many horses they could buy. We could get some. I mean, I want to say there's none because we obviously have horse tickets for sale still uh, uh, more than I thought we would. But regardless, it feels like um, there's no reason to really try and do a big push until we feel ready. And I feel like we're close. We all uh, sort of internally talk a lot about, you know, the July 3rd, the end of this season. Uh, July, I guess probably the third is when it happens. Yeah. Uh, that'll be sort of the proof that everything works. Mm -hmm. um, that'll be the first time new foals are born, you know, a new rollover there. We'll have gone through a breeding period. We'll have, you know, multiple runs of season rollover. We'll have run a virtual derby. We'll, you know, we like all the kind of key stuff is uh, done and so much to add and tune. You know, we're never done, but in, in the, core vibe it will be like okay it works uh all the pieces work now let's go make it awesome and let's go start attracting new players you know because i think almost across the board in the game it's like everything's just kind of good and that's how we do in game dev like if you go play any game ever they take usually three years to be awesome mm -hmm. uh, every single 
Assassin's Creed was the third one, or actually maybe the second one's pretty good. But yeah. you know, that was three years to get in. The the FIFA's, the Madden's, it doesn't matter. All of them take about three years. The first one, you're just getting your bearings, you're fixing the bugs, you're on fire, you're panicking. And then once you got that solid base, you can start to really like pile on the really badass stuff. And so I think that's where, you know, we're at. It's like, let's make sure the core is all good. We have so much work to get the schedule dialed in better. And uh, obviously we could talk about that forever and, mm-hmm. and we continue we, and we will, we will always be talking about the schedule, which is great. But I think that um, you can really, um, you know, imagine once the gen ones are born, the game's stable, the schedule is stable and predictable that we could really start that time to start giving away horses to, I mean, I think what we had always envisioned was the trainer horses are racing uh, to win real ones, um, right? Like that's sort of the the horse racing manager style, which is like they're all competing every single week to win a season. Uh, but that's the difference is that anybody that jumps in, they can get a horse and play for free. And if they win, they get a real money horse and now they can move up to the to the majors, uh, you know, into the big leagues with the rest of us that are there. And so I think that's sort of the onboarding plan um, is once we've got where we feel confident, we got horses that are coming in, you know, we have our own little breeding stable. So we'll have a, you know, a bunch of horses we can give away. You know, we're not trying to feel like, oh, geez, because we've got like 10 or 20 now and we're just hoping to kind of like, actually, I think we have 40 something now. We're trying to get down to 10 or 20 uh, so that we can have a pretty straightforward uh, stable ourselves. And, and really then at that point, yeah, just start running all the cool things that we have done before to acquire users. I mean, we'll run ads, we'll do affiliate programs, we'll do, uh, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, campaigns out there with partners, you know, really like the, 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 the confidence I can hopefully instill in the audience or in, in, in our group here is that like this game's metrics, as long as you guys keep playing it, uh, and let me know if you're ever going to stop, and I'll try and find a way to make sure we fix what's stopping you. The game's metrics now are absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the amount, the retention, and the spend, and the engagement from all of you guys in the community is better than anything out there ever. It's all because of you guys, and us, I guess, too. But, you know, you guys are here making this game awesome. And so to know that there's this steady base it's so exciting to think that, okay, yeah, sure. We can run ad campaigns because like you guys are all there. You're all racing every day. We can run ad campaigns to get only wagerers because you guys are there. You're all racing every day. So it's of course, super critical that we make sure that you guys are having a great time. Um, because if we build off of you, we're great. We're good to go. You know, starting from scratch would not be fun, but building off of the current game and audience is going to be amazing. Love that. Love that. You said that it, came off to me is just very symbiotic and you know you growing us growing you know feedback loop to some extent um but really just kind of taking off together and that's super exciting mm-hmm. yeah yeah i see rva's question that's a good one you know uh if 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 we can't race so we're not allowed as a team to race why is breeding any different uh i mean yeah that was an executive decision there that you know we, we do know the inner workings of the race algorithm, um, of course. Uh, we have a lot of inside info of how the race algorithm works. The genetic algorithm for breeding is a lot more out of our control. And um, of course you do have to trust us, but at the same time, like that 
ability for us to have a stable that we don't race, but that we just use to give horses away in a authentic way felt like kind of a, a no brainer. Um, if we want new people to join the game, for example, by winning the, uh, trainer series, you know, every, every week, if a trainer horse owner wins a real horse, I would much rather that come from the real bloodline that we bred and they're just hanging out in our pasture than like we just make it up right there on the fly and give it to them. You know what I mean? Like it feeling like it's all part of the same eco ecosystem was really the idea. Um, again, it's, it's not like we have uh, any undue advantage uh, to breeding. You know, we're just breeding our crew so that we can give them away as opposed to like, we're racing against you guys and taking your money. Like that feels a pretty big difference to me. Um, but uh, of course I will admit, I mean, you got some modicum of trust there that we're not going to do something crazy or, or we've got some secret code and we're breeding SS pluses when you guys aren't, but we, I mean, we're obviously not, we're doing the same thing that everyone else is. We don't have any inside the genes are the genes and we can't really sway anything. And, and, and my point really actually isn't to make a badass super horse uh, out of our stable. Like, I don't, you know, we're going to breed them to make sense, but it's really to have horses to give away uh, in a, you know, marketing standpoint rather than, well, we're going to, because what would the point of us breeding the best horse in the world be and we can't race it? You know, it's, it's just really to, it's just to have some freebies out in the old pasture. And along with that too, like there'd be complete transparency. Like you could see the whole lineage. Bloodline. You can yeah. see, yeah, everything in there. So you can know, you can look back if you have questions. You do the same research you would do if they were your horses. No different. Mm -hmm. um, and I see Uncle Bazzi's question there. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, the plan was that, yeah, we were going to put them out public so anyone could breed with them as well. Uh, I don't see any reason why not. The only, the only difference would be like when we get to a very large stable size, if we want to make sure that we're having to breed a lot ourselves and, you know, we need to get more in for whatever reason, let's say we need a hundred horses, then we might have to go private so that we can make sure we get enough for the next you know, generation. But the idea would not, would not be that. I mean, I think it's, if we get studs, they're just up and we're breeding with them just like everybody else. Awesome. All right. Um, we've got some, kind of non-breeding related questions. I know we're coming up on the hour. So you're ready for a quick little rapid fire. Uh, always. All right. Uh, will game dynamics stay the same through season four and five as far as 24 hour cooldown before racing again? Uh, <laughs> uh, so much for rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as of right now, it's not changing. Okay. Uh, I know that I know there's so much uh, concern around injuries starting and all that other stuff um so how about i commit to maybe i'm not sure done um will pfl for certain implement a rating system to replace grades <laughs> sours <laughs> um no i mean I, i'm loving where the discussion was going um for um the rating system that we were talking about last night on the spaces I don't think it replaces grades. I don't think it has to. I, I've said that before. I still like grades. Uh, maybe they become less of an issue, or they're just like a like a logo on your on your baseball card, as opposed to it being such a critical element. I think that will actually naturally happen anyway over yeah. time, um, as they change and the genes change and all that stuff. But um, I, I, I'm loving some of the discussion, and there's there's surely some stuff to try in the rating system, whether it ends up perfect or not. I love hearing how it works in Australia and, and the UK and, 
and it's absolutely worth looking at because it's really uh, it could really help solve some of these problems that we have uh, now, especially early in the population. And then finally, are we getting an offer button for horses? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know when, but yeah, that's been at the top of my, um, I hate to, to be the one, the keeper, but yeah, that one, as well as full share agreements and royalties to stud uh, owners, all of those have been in my task list for a long time. And I've failed you all as a developer to get them done. It's just like too much shit going on. But I do want to get all those in, uh, of course. Uh, when, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm trying my ass off uh, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, that wraps up all the questions. We clocked in at 59 minutes and 40 seconds just now. So uh, thank you, nice. chat. Thank you, uh, everyone. Ian, any um, final comments, words, thoughts? before we uh, head out for the night? No, I mean, again, I, I, I guess the main thing I could say is, of course, thanks, everybody. Uh, this is always fun to do. Uh, you're a great host as well. It's, it's always enjoyable. Thank the, you. The questions are great. Um, and I love doing these. The more that I can, I'm absolutely happy to. Um, you know, we get bogged down in the details. We all sort of can get frustrated with certain things. But I think as long as we do try to remember, I think, like you said earlier, like all aligned um yeah. and the the objectives are the same for all of us and we just help solve the problems e each other and together like it just it should never i feel like things have gotten a lot better lately you know that's not so adversarial um i i know there's things that are frustrating there's things that frustrate me constantly too but we're all like working on it you know and and this game again is like i mean i can't i can't understate enough how unbelievable the metrics are and, and which means how special it is for a long-term future game so Love you know that. eyes on the prize thinking about your you know what horses you're going to give to your kids <laughs> and you know this level of game uh, maybe helps people sort of understand speaking of kids are you coming in yeah, my daughter wants to say hi say hi good night. hey there you go and the other one Welcome, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Adorable. So my uh, five-year-old just won her um, first Fall Guys match. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations to her. That's I awesome. I have not won uh, a Fall Guys <laughs> match yet, and my five-year-old did. We so, uh. Yeah, there. Every time you come on now, uh, I'll need a Fall Guys update from you and your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> See how she's pro progressing. What new skins does she unlock? I know. It's wild. It's crazy. I mean, like two, three weeks ago, she would play it. Cause my son, my son's 11. He's like pro gamer almost at this point. He's amazing at everything. And, um, you know, she tried to copy him and, and try and play it more when she would see him. And it's just like, you know, two weeks ago, she couldn't figure out the buttons. She's just, you know, falling off cliffs and all that stuff. And I mean, it's literally two weeks and now she's winning. I'm like, oh that's awesome. God. Love it. It's possible. She was playing Fortnite earlier. You know, she wasn't doing anything, but I'm like, okay, this yeah. is too, it's too much for a five-year-old. <laughs> do that. Let's play some Mario. Very, very cool. Very exciting. Very exciting. Got some gamers in the family. I know. Yeah. They're uh, chip off the old block, right? Love it. Love it. Well, thanks again for coming on tonight. Thank you for joining. This was a blast as always. Really